This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. We've talked about how the movie Cocaine Bear was based on true events. Mm-hmm. Looks like there's a possibility of a sequel based on true events. Coke, a cola bear? Okay, why? Let's go out to Earl's Cove, British Columbia. This is a CBC story. A uh, woman caught a black bear on camera breaking into her vehicle and drinking dozens of cans of pop. (laughs) Here she is describing it. It was about three in the morning and my dog actually alerted me to something was out there. So I took a look outside and I saw the bear and he was drinking massive amounts of soda. He started with the orange crush and eventually the last thing he got was the diet pop, which is the only thing he didn't finish. So out of the 72 pop, he drank 69 of them. (laughs) Good bear. How many? 69. (laughs) Just like me, though, he quit when he got to the diet, the diet pop. I always finish all the other pops first, and then at the bottom of the cooler, if there's diets left, I'm like, ah, nah, I'm good. You do look like a guy, if he had the option, he'd go with the orange pop. You look for sure. Big red lips, orange (laughs) lips. (laughs) Just nine years old forever. I would like poke a hole in the cap and shake it up and spray it into my face as a kid. You got an orange pop, that mixer pack, and it had the grape pop, the orange pop, the A&W root beer in there. Iconic. Sounds like someone was throwing a party. Why would you have 72 cans of pop sitting in the back of your yeah, car? Ready for some mix. I just wish they would have got the bear with a big belch on camera. Because you know he's got to be gassy after eating all that and drinking all that pop. Like All that carbonation, if you're, like, if you're drinking 69 pops. Yeah. You know the bear's lips, when they roar, you see the bear's lips flapping around. <laughs> Imagine a burping bear. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it'd be like Barney from The Simpsons. <laughs> the bear uh, wandered off. Nobody got mauled okay. or uh, torn apart like the cocaine situation. The Taz and Jim Podcast. We got some technological advancements to tell you about. I'm excited about both of these, actually. I'm surprised it's taken so long, but Reese's Peanut Butter Cups have announced that they are going to have a crunchy peanut butter version. Why is this not already a thing? I thought that already existed. There, it, the, maybe the peanut butter isn't crunchy, but there are some Reese's where the nuts are on the outside of the chocolate. That does exist. Yeah, really? I've never the, seen those. But it's not chunky peanut butter, I guess. Limited edition versions of their peanut butter cups out in the U.S. anyways, and one has a crunchy peanut butter filling. And there's another one that has a new creamy filling made with a noticeably smoother texture. I think there's a point where it could be too oozy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, peanut butter has a certain yeah. texture that it should be kind of like. But actually, the healthy peanut butter, that stuff that, like, has the oil in it when you leave it in yeah, the shelf yeah. for too long, it is a little greasier than, you know, skippy. I don't think you should be putting oozy on the label of many <laughs> foods. Now, oozier. Yeah, it doesn't make me hungry. All right, there's one, uh, one thing to look forward to. Uh, another... Big advancement. I think maybe this is an old man thing to get excited about. But uh, you ever watch a movie and with all the the music and the sound effects, explosions, 
you have trouble hearing what they're actually saying. Like you feel like you're missing the dialogue. Oh yeah, all the time. And a lot of people are watching shows with the uh, the subtitles on just so they can kind of follow along. You don't have to rewind. What did he just say? Happened in Game of Thrones recently. Amazon is now letting you increase the volume on the dialogue only. I like that. You're on your own sound mixer. Yes, if you're watching Amazon Prime, it'll be available on a few of their original shows like Jack Ryan. Um, Drop-down menu labeled uh, Dialogue Boost. You can go medium or high, and it'll jack the talking up over the rest of the sounds in the show or the movie. That's a great idea. And finally, a company has heard a complaint and just came up with an easy solution. Yeah. 30 years too late, but here we are. We finally got there. You know, that's a big complaint. The other is uh, the commercials always are way louder than... The shows? Yeah. You ever noticed that? Back in the day when watching TV? Totally. So if they haven't changed that, maybe it's time to do that as well. Mm -hmm. But I like that. Dialogue boost. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. I'm sure there's some pretty angry marathon runners (laughs) over in the UK. A top ultra runner, Josea Zakrowski, was disqualified for using a car I love these stories. In a recent marathon race, it was the 2023 GB Ultras Manchester to Liverpool 50-mile race. And she's thought to have traveled by car for 2.5 miles. So now, you know you get the bib when you're in a marathon now? They got a little tracker in there. Yeah, a little transponder. A little transponder. (laughs) And according to her uh, transponder... She was able to cover a mile of the race in just one minute and 40 seconds, <laughs> which was quick. which was suspicious. Huh. Josea says she's genuinely sorry. The race didn't go to plan. She was feeling sick and tired, and she wanted to drop out. She has cooperated fully with race organizers' investigations, giving them a full account of what happened. Quote, she genuinely feels sorry for any upset that was caused. Who cares how you feel? This is literally the plot of a Fresh Prince episode where their butler did this and was exiled from the UK. Joffrey did. Jo- Jeffrey, yeah, he jumped in a cab <laughs> and it was on caught on video That's and he got right. busted and he couldn't go back to the UK. The shame of a nation, they called it. But this lady pulled the same thing off. And I think I saw a video of her and she was like pretend panting when she got across the line. She finished third. <laughs> she didn't even win. No, but she finished third. Like, she wasn't feeling well, got in the car, had a little rest in the back seat, got dropped off, sure. and ended up coming in third in this race. Wow. So, bad decision, and we wish her the best uh, in Bel Air. Yeah. <laughs> working for a rich yeah, family. She pays off her dues. I want to see you peacock, Is that how you want to start this? <laughs> <laughs> Devin Peacock is our sports guy. He's a huge Toronto Maple Leafs fan. I was thinking about you last night. I I almost did a wellness check after (laughs) the uh, fourth goal that the Lightning got in there. But I I thought, this is the problem. You guys uh, don't believe me that I truly, for you, would like to see the Toronto Maple Leafs win the Stanley Cup. So anytime I reach out to any Leaf fan, they feel like I'm patronizing them. 
I was uh, hip thrusting so hard after the Leafs made it 3-2. I thought things were turning around. You know, I was doing the whole thing. Let's go. Let's go. Air humping? I was air humping. Uh, I was air humping in my basement. And then uh, then the fourth goal happened. And I and was... Then, uh, and then the worm, Corey Perry, <laughs> pushes one in there. Doesn't was, get called back. No. Well, I mean, that, that the end of that second period just, you know... I didn't watch the third. I, I had to turn it off and... I watched the Blue Jays instead to uh, watch something positive before I went to bed. And the Jays won? <laughs> the Jays won. Okay. Uh, th- they actually won last night, so that was good news. Uh, but, I mean, that whole end where uh, Sheldon Keefe then uh, challenged the uh, the goal and they got a bench minor and when you know, 6-2 into the, going into the third period, it was just an ugly, ugly end to the second period. Where are you on the optimism scale? As the water was cascading down me this morning in the shower, I was... Wow. Uh, <laughs> Tears or water? He was sitting in the corner of the shower, yeah, by yeah. the way, crying. I was, I was thinking about it. If I were not a Leafs fan and I was looking objectively at this series, I would maybe look at it the same way I w- just did with the Oilers and the LA Kings. The Edmonton Oilers just suffered a really bad loss in Game 1, but I still think the Edmonton Oilers can win that series, even though I don't want them to. But I still think they can win that series. If you look at last year's series between Toronto and Tampa Bay, the Leafs won 5 nothing. So there is no such thing as a good loss. Let's get that out of the way. This was a bad loss. This was humiliating. There's nothing good about it. But it does not mean that the series is lost or that the season is going to end. What the Leafs have to do is what the Lightning did to them last year, rebound in a big way in Game 2, tie the series, go down to the Tampa Bay and take control of it. So I'm still very high on the Leafs, although last night was extremely disappointing. It's going to be tough for the boys. You know that the Toronto media is going to rip them apart today. Deservedly so. They played terrible. I mean, that was just a bad showing, almost immediately giving up a goal. Uh, Samsonov was slow. They, there's a lot to be critical of the way the Leafs played. They did not play like a team that just worked 82 games to get home ice advantage, only to give away that advantage within 20 minutes. It was terrible. So you're telling me I can't blame it on the refs. I would also blame, I mean, the refs, so I mean... It wasn't a great showing. wasn't a great showing. I I think Bunting is going to get suspended. I personally don't think that's a suspension myself. To call it a match penalty was a bit much. Elbow to the face, is that what he did? Yeah, I think, I don't know what the official call was, but he was jumping, he elbowed the guy in the face. I think it was embellished a little bit, if I'm being honest. I don't think it should be a suspension, but he got a five-minute major, and that pretty much sealed the game. Yeah, it it was a hit to the head, but I mean, for me, when you look at the play, he wasn't looking at him. So, I mean, I'm not saying it wasn't a reckless play, there was a, a penalty there, but for a match penalty, a possible suspension, which is what is on in play today, I think that would be a bit much. Yeah, I can imagine a lot of Leaf fans felt like they were on the other end of some air thrusting by the end of that game. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Dev. You have the right to remain stupid! Did you hear about the idiot who hopped on a, a city bus in London, Ontario, went for a Bit of a joyride, Jim? Oh, yeah. Not a great driver, it appears. <laughs> Apparently, those things are a little harder to handle than you might expect. So, there's a man in London facing multiple charges after police say a city bus was stolen and driven into a construction barricade on Monday afternoon. A man entered an unoccupied city bus parked near White Oaks Mall. That's in the south end of the city at around 2 p.m. He then drove the Broad bus. daylight. 
a short distance before he struck a cement barricade at a construction site. 38-year-old man arrested without incident has been charged with dangerous operations of a conveyance and a theft and theft of a motor vehicle. Police report the shopping center suffered no damage. Tough building. Because <laughs> it hit the side of it, it looks like. Well, you, I think the barricade really slowed things yeah. down, the construction barricade. Thank goodness that was there. Thank goodness there was no construction workers there at that very moment. Because it, it only went a short distance. This could have been much, much worse because he stole it in the parking lot and crashed in the parking lot. This could have been a real speed situation where he's booting around the city for a while. Was the bus sitting there running? I've seen that. You know, over the years, I used to ride the bus a lot in my younger days, and sometimes you'd see the the driver of the bus hop off, maybe has to run, use the washroom, get a coffee. They got a tight schedule to keep. Have a cigarette, and the bus wouldn't be shut off. Hmm. I, I don't know uh, what regulation is now. You'd think that after this incident, the London Transit Commission would be saying, hey, guys. How about you take the keys with you if you're <laughs> yeah. going to use the washroom? I know you want to keep the heat running, but let's, uh, <laughs> let's minimize the opportunity. The passengers on the bus yeah. in the wintertime. Well, <laughs> I mean, what's worse? Well, what's worse? I'd rather get a little cold yeah, than, exactly. than to be at the back of that bus and some loser jumps on and starts driving through a construction site. Mm-hmm. Uh, we... Uh, <laughs> We hope this doesn't become a trend here, but hey, it's still uh, still better than what's going on with public transportation in Toronto, I guess. Yeah, kind of. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. If you think you're having a bad day now, check this out. A falling satellite has a 1 in 2,500 chance of landing on someone today. Really? NASA's saying there's an old satellite that is going to fall back to Earth sometime today. And it could crush someone. They say the chances are low, but one in 2,500 doesn't sound low enough. Yeah. And specifically, it hit a person? If you were in a room full of 2,500 people and you were told one of these people is going to have a satellite land on them, (laughs) would you want to get out of that room? Yes. I would not like my odds, but you would have to be like, and if you stay, you get $100. So there has to be a reason to stay, but... Weighs about 660 pounds. They're hoping most of it burns up in the atmosphere during re-entry. The prediction is it's going to crash land somewhere around 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time tonight. That's just an educated guess. It's not 100% 9.30 tonight. That sucks because you don't even get to see the shadow slowly growing to know to get out of the way if it's falling from the sky. If it's daytime... Yeah, you might have a little warning. You can step aside. (laughs) But 9.30 tonight, you may want to go in the basement. (laughs) I don't know. How do you avoid getting hit by a 660-pound satellite? I mean, if if it hits you, it was meant to happen. It's real Final Destination stuff there. Their time is They come. say they could be off by 16 hours. So really, any second now. It's hmm. reassuring. <laughs> you could get hit by, by a satellite falling from outer space. We were just talking about the chance that uh, there's a 1 in 2,500 chance of a satellite landing on someone today. NASA is saying that at some point today, an old satellite is going to fall back to Earth. Now, they describe the chances as low, but... 
We've got Ben on the line. He says we should take this warning seriously because it reminds him of an incident that happened back when he was in college. What happened, Ben? Okay, guys. Uh, yeah, here's the story. Um, I was a college student in College of the Rockies, and we had a number of international students uh, that were uh, coming from different countries to go through our programs here, our wonderful Canadian programming. Um, this one student from Africa uh, lived in a subdivision not that far from the uh, College of the Rockies there. And uh, I've seen this guy in the halls all the time. We weren't friends or anything like that, but I'd seen him in the halls lots, uh, you know, so he was a familiar face to me. And uh, this guy was always wearing headphones, always dancing to the beat, a uh, really happy-looking guy, you know, just going about his life. And uh, this guy was uh, on his walk to school one day, wearing his headphones, bopping to the beat. And out of nowhere, out of the sky, a helicopter fell and landed on him and, uh, and caused his demise. What? Absolutely, one hundred percent. What year was it? Uh, it would have been in uh, two thousand one, I believe, two thousand two, um, somewhere in that neighborhood. Anything coming up well, there, Jim? Here's one from two thousand eight. Uh, there was a Kenyan man. Oh, for so two thousand eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kenyan man was crushed and killed Where was uh, by this? a helicopter in Cranbrook, British Columbia. Three others died in the helicopter crash. That were in the helicopter crash. It was a BC Hydro hired helicopter that was flying too low over the city in the first place. And yes, a Kenyan international student, Isaiah Oteno, was killed in the helicopter crash as a pedestrian. Oh, my God. That is not Like, he has a great opportunity. He comes to Canada, gets an education, and then that happens. Yeah. Like, you think your life is on the upward trajectory. <laughs> That's the opposite of an upward downward, trajectory. Downward, yes, for sure. <laughs> um, the... Uh... The old piano falling out of a building in, in cartoons, right? You think it's uh, it's never going to happen in real life. Man. Well, this is pretty close to the same. Well, now I'm freaked out about this satellite. One in uh, and, and I guess we should be. All right. You well. know, I don't, I don't know what kind of headphones you were, but uh, I wish I did because those noise canceling on those things <laughs> must have been real good. <laughs> yeah. The Taz and Jim Podcast. This is pretty cute. My son is six years old, Grayson, and I've talked on the show about how much he loves the Sheepdogs. Mm -hmm. His favorite band, the Sheepdogs. His sister, uh, Amelia, she's three. She loves the Sheepdogs, too. I have a Sheepdog CD in my CD player in the car anytime I want to pump the kids up. That's one of the songs I put on. I've got a hole where my heart should be. I've played you when Grayson was like two. He had this little guitar, and he would walk around the house singing. I got a where my heart should be. Yeah. yeah, he loves that song. Um, so we're driving in the car the other day, and I put that song on. The kids start screaming at the top of their lungs in the back seat, singing along. <laughs> And Grayson made a comment that made my wife and I start crying. We were laughing so hard. So this is how the song starts, right? I said, wait, I'm a part-time lover and an all-around guy. Uh, Grayson says, you know, it's so true. We love going to the park. What? Do you think it said a park time love? Yes. <laughs> he thought the lyric was, I said, wait, 
I'm a part-time lover and an all-around guy. That's why he relates to the song, I guess. He's yeah. like, he's like speaking to me. The sheepdogs are singing about the things that I enjoy doing, like going to the park. Yeah, they must love the monkey bars, too. Yeah, an hour, two hours, whatever part-time I can get. <laughs> <laughs> and I I'm am an all-around all around guy. I, you know, I'm an all-around guy who loves going to the, the park. park. I'm a simple man, simple pleasures. <laughs>